Hello, and welcome to the Common Briefing Program, part of the Common Geeking Program podcast, where each month uh, we take a look at uh, the most interesting uh, or impactful uh, geek news stories. And uh, despite the ongoing apocalypses, plural, uh, June was a fairly busy month in this regard, so we're going to get to it and try to give you guys what we think is a journalistically uh, integral conversation about what you should be patronizing. I'm going to use fewer words <laughs> from now on. I'm Colin. Who am I joined by? I am Jeff. I'm here for it. Ready for some fun. We're Wild West in this. Who's next? Yeah, I'm Austin. I've been here before. I'll be here again. I am you don't know that. tied to this series like The Rock. And uh, either Fast Colin or Jeff is a... Uh, a, a vulture that comes every day to pick out my liver. I'm not <laughs> oh, sure. Oh, I thought you were talking about thought, The Rock, the I actor. thought, yeah, I so really was not. like, what Dwayne Johnson <laughs> metaphor like, is about to totally... Oh, you're man. like, I'm tied I, to this like, I really just I thought like, wait, you were about what, to what? compare our fucking podcast to... <laughs> wait, I'm about to sound dumb. Is The Rock in The Fast and the Furious? Yeah, yes. he is. Okay, he's he is, in the later right. ones. Yeah, uh, uh, and then our uh, my my third companion is. Hey, it's me. It's Ryan Mossberger. I'm back in this piece. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Woo! <laughs> I'm married. Cool <laughs> uh, yeah, fucking oh, congratulations. Yeah. It was great. Uh, hopefully, nobody got COVID. Um, <laughs> we wore masks. <laughs> That's the <laughs> nice. So instead of lifting the veil, did you lift the mask? Was that? <sighs> Oh, that was the one thing as uh, us in the ceremony, which was just me, my my now wife and uh, the, the pastor. We did not wear masks because Jasmine wanted those hot pictures. Yeah, um, that's but it sounds but worth like it. that's fair. I mean, but the two time if... out time out. I've nothing against your wife or her <laughs> sensibilities, but like, but imagine yourself decades in the future yes. and you're like oh yeah look at my wedding pictures and it's just like the three of you in a picture like with, and all of you are wearing fucking gas masks yeah like that would just be x like fucking amazing like it, they were different times so, back so in we, 2020 we, we took some pictures and there is a picture of all of us with our with our masks on so we have that for posterity okay that's good um that's Beautiful. that's there so you, so, you, so you brought masks once for people the start coming for people <laughs> Yeah, when people start coming for other people who took wedding pictures uh, without masks, you can delete all those old tweets and post yeah, new tweets of the exactly. picture with the masks, and then you won't exactly. get canceled from obscure Just, yeah, podcasts. All I've posted so far are hand shots and mask shots, so I'm, I'm solid on that part. Nobody can guilt trip me yet. <laughs> My favorite thing about the hand pictures was that you were washing them in the pictures, and yeah, that just felt soap. very responsible. There soap was, and wedding rings. It was like, that's a, braz, it it was like a Brazzers. Uh, <laughs> it was like a Brazzers video. We were just squirting Jonas and, and soap all over our hands. <laughs> oh jesus Ouch. all right well seriously congratulations it's really fantastic i remember i remember we were recording a dice populi and there was a whole thing where you did the day that you were supposed to get married it didn't happen so i'm like super thrilled yeah. that you guys made it happen yeah. um uh, oh and other interesting news i don't know if you guys know this you may have seen it our good friend laura of this podcast and the podcast how you doing she had her baby Oh, so she cute. had the baby. I saw it yeah. on Facebook. Yeah, very, Dang. very cute baby. I've been talking to her. Uh, supposed to have an episode of How You Doing come out in three days. As of this recording, I have no idea what's going to happen for that episode. This is, we'll this is what you got to do. You got to call mean, Laura up. You got to you gotta set 
her straight. Be like, I don't give a crap about that, baby. We got a podcast to do. So you set that kid down, you put a bottle in his mouth, make sure he shuts up, and get on a microphone. Uh, I guess tune in to our website in three days to find out how that goes for me. I think Um, maybe the world will go on if you miss one because Laura had a child. Yeah, uh, but uh, seriously, like congratulations all around. It's yeah, it, for how for how dour things have have felt in some of our CBP moods lately. Our very blase <laughs> attitude towards geek news. I'm, I'm very happy that things are going so well for for my friends and my podcast mates. And you know what? We're gonna pass that on to our listeners in the form of uh, news articles that we read. I guess. <laughs> So I guess let's uh, let's jump in. Uh, just to dive in, I guess nothing I have is is particularly uh, revolutionary. But uh, of all the game news that happened, because normally E3 is a thing, and this year that's not true. It's a lie. So E3 was sort of been replaced by all the major developers and publishers and manufacturers just kind of doing whatever the fuck they want. And that means we got some news. Was this the month? This is the month we found out that what the ps5 looks like right that yes, happened early this month, this month yeah. i think yeah Yeah. okay um and, and I, uh, on that i want to say i fucking called it i called it like a year ago i said the next console they're gonna do they're gonna do an extra one that has a disc drive and mm-hmm. then the other one's gonna not and it's gonna be probably less expensive it's gonna be a little easier to get fucking called it because that's exactly what they're doing this time <laughs> you know this There's is two not versions one of the things of i want to dig into but now that you're saying that i want to dig into it no so you i know you're dead on that's exactly what happened you have the ps5 and the ps5 all digital edition which already the there's the xbox one s digital edition so this is like the second major console to do this kind of thing um the interesting contrast is uh, a, a lot of people are up in arms like we don't know the price of the ps5 or the xbox series x and the consoles have like very different missions. They're trying to do different things, but people are really wondering what they're gonna cost. And I'm what I'm 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 wondering is the is the lack of disk drive gonna make more than like a fifty dollar difference between these two models? Like like what is gonna be the significant mm-hmm. advantage? Because we see that yeah, with the series with the Xbox One <clears throat> S is it wasn't a huge difference in price. But that thing was already only like two fifty or three hundred dollars, so like it it seemed like a substantial price cut given the price. But if the PS Five is five hundred dollars, is dropping to, is it only going to drop to like four fifty? And is that going to be a substantial get? I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. Fifty dollars. Yeah, there's 50 also one thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah fifty dollars is fifty dollars. There's one thing that you can't unsee. Once you look, uh-huh. I want you to look deeply at the PS Five, uh-huh. and then I want you to look at a picture of Saito Kaiba from Yu Gi Oh. Oh yeah, God. I've seen that. And meme. then you will never be able to unsee the similarity between them. <laughs> I believe that's his name, the bad guy from like the first two seasons wow. of Yu-Gi-Oh. He's got wow. the big flower. He's got the big flowing coat. Shit. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I kept okay. seeing all these memes of just like your console is. It's like you've got a fourth-rate console with a fifth-rate game or shit like that. Uh, <laughs> John Oliver called it, um, he called it a penguin designed by Apple. I really like yeah, that one. that was a good one. <laughs> um, yeah, something I do, I, I have seen a lot of people commenting on how uh, a- Apple has ruined hardware design 
uh, like the artistic side of hardware design. Apple would not have designed this particular thing. Okay, I appreciate it as like, I, I appreciate it as a design for a thing. I don't understand it functionally as a video game console design. I have significant worries about all those crevices and dust mm. buildup and pet hair and ventilation. Mm. Um, the size of it, meh. If it's going to be big, it's going to be big. The Series X is also going to be big. how big it is, yeah. Because there's... It's, there's, it's, it's, it's a doozy. It's supposed to be big. It's supposed to be like the size it of is. a PC almost. Yeah, no, the uh, so the Xbox Series, uh, some guy compared them all online by measuring the sizes of the disk drives on various consoles and lining them up. I don't know if you've seen the Xbox One X. It, it's just like a wide... It's a beefy boy. Yeah, it's beefy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's dense. It's not as big as the original Xbox One, but the Xbox Series X is as tall as the Xbox One X is wide, and it's just a big fucking rectangular prism it's yeah. huge and the ps5 looks bigger and i'm like ah, ah. um it, but it doesn't look like you can lay it on its side either like the, the, I, yeah i was wondering nice that which is concerning yeah the, there, there i are, have mine laid on my side my ps4 is right in front of me and it's here like a beautiful yeah. little baby just on its side sleeping and <laughs> if i have to like get a vertical place to put it what am i do just put it on top of my computer it, it's, it's not yeah i was wondering no, you have to too. put your computer on top of the playstation <laughs> you have to design some just balance it to make sure that it doesn't fall over well i i think oh that they do God. have a little tray for that which is a lot like the wii <laughs> or whatever the wii ended up and it's just i, I yeah the, but the wii is much i i have smaller. serious reservations of how this is going to function in an entertainment center especially because like you can call the Xbox Series X unremarkable because it's just a black square and rectangle. But if that thing is in an entertainment center, it is going to look like it belongs there. It fits in. I don't know how this J.J. Abrams Starship Enterprise yeah. curvy monstrosity is <laughs> going to look. Sorry, like, I need to spend a couple of a uh, couple hundred dollars to make my entertainment center fit with my new PlayStation. <laughs> PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, there's something about just a relatively plain-looking, unassuming box. Yeah, like yeah. the PS4. It's sleek, PS4's a it fucking looks slam good, dunk. All three versions also, of the PS4 look great. Yeah, hey man. That's, also, that's but why I, I think just GameCube slide them into awesome any console. Like mm -hmm. nobody's gonna know. Uh, Jeff, heads up! You're coming up a little quiet. I'm having a hard time uh, hearing oh, you. Oh, sorry. I had to. I my my computer was making noises, so I moved it further away from me so it wouldn't catch up on the. Um, no, that's a think, that's a that's a very considerate thing of you to do. But you will pay I the price can, because I can't hear what you're saying. Um, yeah, I think you price. can uh, right click <laughs> on me and raise my volume. Like individually, is that, is that a thing you can I do? Yes, I, I know can. It's a thing you can do. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, Discord. Yeah. Yep. But Very I good. Have Did it work? Here, Jeff, can you say something? Say something. It's a, uh, little, a little louder. It's, it's a little better. All right. Um, I'll try to okay, reconfigure so, a little bit. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh, PS5. I'm. I'm interested in it. Uh, Sony is still very much committed to exclusives as a way to sell their console, and I think it's going to work because the exclusives they announced. Look pretty good. I know a lot of people are mm. not thrilled that the Miles Morales game doesn't seem like a full fledged thing, and I'm like, that's yeah. a that's a weird that, thing to kind of drop the ball on. Like it, if Bungie was, if Bungie can make ODST a full price Halo game, they can make a full fledged Miles Morales game. I think the <laughs> most confusing thing about that one is that nobody, like Sony, was saying one thing. Sony started out saying it was a full fledged game, 
Then they came back, the developer came back, said, like, well, kinda, it's like an expansion. And then people were like, what? And then Sony's like, well, it's like its own thing, but it's like not. It uses the same I, engine, but improvements. And then finally they're like, it's a standalone thing. Yeah. But <laughs> Peter Parker's also in it, and you get to play Miles Morales sometimes. We didn't mean to mislead you. And it's like, yeah, what? And it, it was, everybody's been clamoring <laughs> for more Miles Morales stuff. And it just, it felt really awkward. Uh, particularly given the time of the month that that announcement came out, that they're announcing yeah. a black lead superhero game, yeah. and they it, just cannot get the messaging right around it. I think they're just they like, really oh, we didn't mean it. to imply yeah. he was the lead. We just said he's yeah. in it, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Like, it's like they're like, hey, we should we should give some we should make it so it seems like this is a big deal in the game. And then, but they should have kept that and then like a month later said something and people wouldn't have been like so confused. But if you do it like immediately, they almost did it the same day. They did it yeah. like they announced it that evening and by the yeah. next day they put out something. So everybody was By the so next day confused. there were like three contradictory statements in total. Also just like, um, and, and, and it's like, I don't know, I'm not like. If they had advertised the bulk of the game, like if most of the game you're playing is Peter Parker, right? If they should just advertise that first and then have, like, Miles yeah. show up, right? As a little, like, ooh, hype, you know? Instead of, like, leading exactly, with, yeah. hey, Miles is in this game. Yeah, but I mean, that was obviously <laughs> some galaxy brain marketing person decision who's like, hey, we want to take advantage of this yeah. particular demographic. Yeah. We yeah. got to talk about Pe Miles. Yeah. People have been I screaming at us for years that they want more uh, diversity in, super, in superhero games. Let's, like, let's just, you know, do a little bit of it and then say we did you know job accomplished and just fucking, <laughs> like I, I really do think there was something like well if we just if we front load it with this and then afterwards show or tell them that it's not they'll be fine with it anyway because it's still he's going to be the cover star or something like that and then we can yeah, just, but that's just we can skateboat through and still have our white works. lead and oh yeah you know like, what it, or you know what you know so what it well, is well they're well, like well, okay we're making a game. We didn't have any idea of like the, the, we've got people making a game, and then uh, the the company the executives, marketing people, like I would imagine, are like, okay, time out. It's June. Uh, that all these these protests and stuff going on. We gotta we gotta try to use this momentum. So we're gonna use the character of Miles Morales to get people excited about this game. And then someone turned around and was like, but what about the white supremacists? Yeah. <laughs> what, about, what about the whites? <laughs> no, yeah. So, I, uh, so I'm I looking at it now. The game is called Spider-Man Miles Morales. Like he's the primary Oof. character. I hadn't so heard he like be, right? Peter Parker. Is it going to be like a Halo Five Guardians thing where you're like, it's like, hey, it's a game about Master is. Chief, but you're going to spend a ton of time I, as these from other. From what Spartans. they've said, like, so, I can't remember. And there's so many contradictory statements out there so yeah. far. But from the last one that I heard was that Peter Parker is still like the star. But he is going to split time with Miles Morales. So very much like Halo 5. It's called but Miles Morales. What the fuck? Who, who knows? Well, yeah, like, it's, it's Peter Parker point, dealing with the emergence of Miles Morales. I guess. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it's Peter <laughs> Parker's <laughs> Miles Morales-centric journey. And the, the wildest oh, yeah. thing Come, is I that... I mean, like, you know, if they if they said, like, if they made, like, oh, I guess this is bad. Well, because I'm trying to think of a good example. But, like, if you made, like, Batman the Joker, right? Like as a movie, yeah. you wouldn't expect 
the Joker to be the main character. You know, mm-hmm. the only difference is it if you except, say Spider-Man, that, that Miles refers Morales, specifically to not the Joker. Spider-Man, yeah, yeah. yeah it does refer <laughs> yeah. to both of them. No, yeah, it yeah, would yeah. be yeah. similar. It would be similar to for Into the Spider-Verse if they had showed basically the entire like all the commercials and stuff they had shown was like it's it's Miles Morales, and then they flip it around. It's like he's a side character. We're really talking about Peter Parker B, yeah. and it's his story. We're gonna and spend how he way more together. time on his fucking <laughs> failed marriage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, need, yeah. we need we need to dig into the rich subplot yeah. of a depressed. White man, <laughs> there isn't a million movies about that one. So, oh, and shit's kind of rough for Miles too, I guess. Whatever. Yeah, I don't. I think Miles had the main arc in that movie, but oh yeah, no, he did. He did. I'm just glad I mean. that they didn't pull so, this move with yeah. that movie. So, so, so Into the Spider Verse had that. It kept it up, and it'd be like I was just saying if my if Into the Spider Verse messed it up and was like it's oh, all about Miles like, Morales. It is. This is so, the Jake yeah. Johnson show. Yeah. So. <laughs> So, yeah, so the PS5 was announced. Uh, I wish it looked different, but, I mean, yeah. who cares, really? A lot of people are going to buy it, uh, but that, I oh. think, I, was definitely one of the biggest stories uh, of June. Uh, the other two gaming things I have are, are probably smaller announcements, but things that are going to affect me. Uh, Austin, you and I are probably very up-to-date on what the upcoming Destiny expansion is. Uh, Bungie dropped a ton of information about the next three years of content for their MMO uh, shooter, Destiny, which normally yeah, I haven't actually been looking at it. For the record, I've oh. been busy with other shit, so I haven't seen the Destiny shit recently. So basically, they announced the next three expansions. This upcoming expansion mm-hmm. is called Beyond Light. Uh, it, it, which is just a not a very good name, I think. I, well, I, I mean, it might be a good name if. So I have vaguely heard rumors that they're adding a new subclass. A, they a are adding a new element. So on top of the arc yeah. void and solar damage types, they're adding um, stasis. Stasis, yes, which looks very icy and cold damage related. And uh, they haven't explicitly said it, but it seems like there are going to be new subclasses um, that are built around this elemental archetype, and weapons will reflect it as well. We've definitely seen stasis abilities. But they haven't talked about how deep that goes. Are so, they retcon yeah. cold heart. Oh, that's actually interesting. We'll talk about that on the game. That's probably nitty right, gritty yeah, yeah, to yeah, a point that nobody here is going to want to get into. But I want to <laughs> no have that clue conversation. What you're talking about, yeah. It's yeah. It's it, the the blue elemental damage type is electricity, but some people think it's ice. So it's Cause just like because yeah. So it's just anyway. They they have a blue weapon that is called cold. So it's just like how are they going to justify that now that they have a cold damage type? It's a stupid question that only Austin and I will spend three hours talking about. So. Um, <laughs> No, so Beyond Light, the story is very, you know, it's literally light versus dark, space magic, wizardry stuff. Uh, and this and this seems like the, thank you for those facial reactions. That's about how I feel about it. <laughs> space <laughs> magic! Yeah, uh, but basically this story looks like it's going to finally involve users in making decisions between using light and dark stuff. Who knows if there will be any narrative impact to those decisions? I hope so, because that makes games more interesting. Uh, but I mean, it, it hasn't really been so far. The biggest decision they ever had me make was with the Drifter using yep. darkness instead of light. And it was like, are you going to tell on him or not? And I told on him. And a year later, he still calls me a snitch whenever I play his game mode. And it makes me really sad every time he does it. You fucking (laughs) For the record, I'm not a snitch. Every time. And it doesn't really. Yeah. No, for me, like when I load into a game of Gambit, he's like, get at it, snitch. And I'm like, stop it. (laughs) 
That's me. Stop. You're talking about me. I don't Stop. like it. You I'm can't. paying to play your game. You're being mean to me. You can't um, blame the guy but, for but, calling you out on being a fucking narc, Colin. Well, listen. Shut up. So I was playing. <laughs> uh, so, so I mean, I'm 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 playing the game. I'm looking forward to Beyond Light because I think it's going to actually add a depth of gameplay that we haven't seen in a while. They're also because Destiny has become sort of a bloated game, but they don't want to hit the reset button by releasing Destiny Three and getting rid of everything. They're introducing something I really like, which is starting with the expansion this fall. They're going to just straight up take old content out of the game, Disney Vault style. Uh, with the intention to eventually bring it back in a new fashion, and they're going to start cycling out big pieces of content, which will allow them to scale and update the game more quickly, and makes it so I don't load up the game menu and say, well, there's 18 things to do, and I want to do two of them. So yeah. it'll it'll really pare things down in a way I think that's good. So I'm, I'm very happy about where Destiny's headed this fall, but they also announced the next two expansions, so they're basically planning three years of story content. Um, which a lot of people have been wondering, are they going to make a Destiny 3 and leave this game behind? But it seems like they're fully committed to this game and putting more stuff in it. Yeah. So it, it 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 feels good. Destiny always hits its rough patches around the springtime as people are like waiting for big updates and the metas sort of go stale. Uh, so I feel pretty good about what they're announcing. Uh, with the game being free to play, It's it'll be fun for people to sort of just jump in and oh, do yeah. what they want to do. Uh, the last thing so I wanted is to... is the expansion yeah, also going to be free? Or is it you have to pay for the expansions? Kind there's of like World a, of Warcraft. Yeah, there's like a base game that you can play for free, and then you can selectively buy into expansions and seasons as you see fits. It's all a la carte. There's nothing where it's like, you have to buy all eight of these. Like, you could buy this expansion and skip the previous ones if you just want to play certain content. Oh, okay, that's kind of nice. So, yeah, it's, it's not the easiest thing to, like, communicate to a brand new player, uh, <laughs> but it is in the interest of not bleeding you dry for money, unless Unless you're like me, in which I'm buying everything and I'm bled dry for money. I, I spent, uh, I, I, I did finally buy an emote in the game. It's the only time, it's not the first time I've bought something, but I did buy an emote because it is your character sits down in a holographic chair with a cat and turns around like a James Bond villain, <laughs> stroking oh, the cat. Good. And it's, as, so that was, that was worth a few bucks for sure. That was Let's... worth the $50 credit card <laughs> charge. <laughs> I'm not eating this week, but I have a fake cat. So I've got uh, one last thing I want to chat about, and that is, um, uh, where is it? Where is it? What's the name of the thing? Well, there we go. Uh, Star Wars Squadrons Ooh, is yeah, a new game I coming out. Uh, so Star Wars Squadrons is a Star Wars set space dogfighting game. Uh, which is not space dogs what? fighting. It is people in spaceships fighting each other as airplanes oh, would. That kind dog of fight. dog fight. I see. Yeah, that kind of that kind of dog fight. No, this is <laughs> this is not the seediest of seedy underbellies in Star Trek. I was like Star, what Star the Wars. Fuck? Whoops. <laughs> yeah, no. So you're flying spaceships around and shooting other spaceships. It just looks like it's it's by uh, you know it's it's another EA published game. I forget who's develop. It's Respawn that's developing this, right? I'm, I'm excited to see how EA is going to fuck this one up. <laughs> well, the thing is, it's the last single player game they made was really good. The, well, this isn't single player. This is that's true. This is going to be. <laughs> I, I can. I can. I can. I, let me read into the future. I don't even have to look at the specs for it. It's going to be an online only, completely. Uh, they might. They'll have story missions, but it's co-op story missions I, with at least thirty people. And, um, I um, think. I'm, I'm thinking. I th 
and there's going to be loot boxes. But they're not going to call them loot boxes. They're going to call them advancement crates. So, and- <laughs> so I, I think I think after the Battlefront Two thing, uh, at like the at the eleventh hour, Disney's the one that swept in and said, "Get rid of these microtransactions. They're killing the game." So EA has to like bend over for Disney. I don't think they they're going to risk another microtransaction debacle, even though they are EA. Disney um, didn't hate the microtransactions. They hated the fact that EA was getting in trouble for them. See, that's yes. yeah, that's yeah, they fair. have to be better because I'm pretty sure in Battlefield 2, they have re they have re added in those in a separate way. I could be wrong about that, yeah. but I've, I'm I haven't also played that in a long fairly time. certain that with something like a uh, sudden thing like Squadrons, right? Um, it's they would get a lot less uh, negative publicity for making you pay for like certain weapons or ships. Yeah. Right. Whereas uh, making people pay to be Darth Vader in a Star Wars game is uh, yeah. that's going to get you in trouble. I would rather this. pay for an emote that lets yeah. me pet a cat and spin around in a chair and dress up as Darth Vader. Uh, but uh, I I grew up playing a game called Star Lancer, uh, which is um, old, old ass space dog fighting game that came out in like 2000 or something. Um, I think it was from the guys that made Wing Commander or something like that. And basically, since I was a kid, I have not found a good dogfighting game. That one mission in Halo Reach where you take up a spaceship is the only time that I had that itch scratched. And 10 years later, I'm still itchy. Not going to say that again. But um, (laughs) the uh, no, I just I, I think the gameplay itself looks fun. Uh, Ryan is very right. Who knows what gross packaging EA could put this in, but it looks like it's only going to be 40 bucks. So I think where we can anticipate a game that is hopefully less bloated than some of EA's other endeavors. I'm wondering how much of a complete game it is versus them scraping yeah. off the dogfighting portions of Battlefield or Battlefront 2. I keep on saying Battlefield 2, Battlefront 2. Because that they, there was a component to that where you could do the space yeah. fights. Well, and people really liked those, but there was only a handful of them. It's likely that it's probably based on the same... Like, think of Assassin's Creed. If you remember Assassin's Creed 3, you know, Native, uh, Native American person in the Revolutionary War, uh, ha- and then they're just also driving a boat. And people were like, didn't expect that. That was pretty sure. cool. And then in the next game, they were like, this one's all boats. Uh, and since then, they've, they've really doubled down on the boat stuff in a lot of the games. And the boat stuff is great. I love every Assassin's Creed game with boat stuff. I'm wondering if this boats, is like boats, that, boats. where they're like, ooh, how do we explode this one nugget into a bigger thing? So if they did that and actually fleshed it out the way Assassin's Creed did, I don't I'll think they would it. mind. I don't think they would mind. But, you know, who knows? Uh, well, that was all uh, a little more uh, a little more than I expected. What do you guys got to bring to the table? Uh, I think, Jeff, you introduced yourself first. What's going on? Uh, so I've got mostly just one thing to talk about. I will give a, a brief mention to another thing that's that will probably be more of interest next month. But um, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd spoke about it, spoken about it before, but the Netflix uh, Transformers series that's happening mm-hmm. actually has a release date now, which is at the Ooh. end of July, I think. So I think I'm going to talk about that a bit more next time. But that mm. was that getting a release date was news this this, this news animated. This I'm guessing month. no Shia LaBeouf, no Correct. puppets. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. It's a okay. uh, it's actually animated by Rooster Teeth. Which is yeah, interesting. Okay. okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's got. Yeah, it's got. It, like the trailer came out a while ago. It looks, it looks, pr- like it could be good or it could be bad. Um, 
but yeah. <laughs> Most things do. Fair. Especially uh, Transformers. <laughs> yeah. Gotta, gotta just kind of hope and pray. I'm like, <laughs> I'm hesitantly optimistic about it. But anyway, the main thing that I want to talk about today is uh, as of the time of this episode airing about a week and a half ago, the new update to Minecraft went live. With which, with the main theme of which was completely like redoing the Nether. So if you don't, if you don't know about the Nether in Minecraft, it's basically just like a hell dimension you can go to. But now there's new biomes in the Nether, and there's a bunch of new um, mobs. So I can go over some of those more incentives to go to hell. So exactly. I, so yeah. I, I just set up a Minecraft realm to see if I wanted to like play with some other people. My girlfriend's on it and plays on it nonstop. I haven't touched it in like two weeks. So nice. I really need to get in and explore the new nether update. But to be honest, I don't, like I don't know anything about it. Like, what are the new mobs? What are the biomes? How does this actually so, shake out? Okay, so there are now five biomes in the in the Nether. There used to mm-hmm. be just the one. Uh, the Nether the first forest, one... Nether desert. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the first one is Nether called ocean. The nether... It's lava. <laughs> the first one is called the Nether wastes, which is basically just what it was before. You know, like, so the the old mm. nether, what it was, is it's now... It's very Star Wars A New Hope. Give it the title that, like, yeah. you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a- after now, the fact, after you need to contextualize it. There is a, uh, a crimson <clears throat> forest and a warped forest, which have uh, two different types of wood in them, <clears throat> these trees. So there's now wood and trees in the nether that don't set fire. Um, so that's adding Wait, some more materials. Wait, they don't set fire? Correct. You can't burn them. In flammable Wait, can you make trees. a fucking lava-proof nope, boat? No, that's not what a flammable. No, I tried. Ooh. Uh, wow. <laughs> well, you know, Austin's right. That's the right Austin. question to ask. We'll get to that in a second. All right. But, okay. Uh, okay. And then the the other new biomes are the Soul Sand Valley, which oh. is what it sounds like. But there's also that a new thing. Awful. Well, there it is. But there's um, it's just a, a giant movie theater floor. It's all sticky and gross. There's um. Mm. There's a new material called soul soil, which acts like soul sand, except you can walk on it at normal speed. And there's a new enchantment called soul speed, where you can enchant your boots and it like speeds you up when you walk on soul sand. So if you have that enchantment and you go into the soul sand valley, it's just like, <laughs> it's really cool. <laughs> wow. I made like a, um, I made like a highway wait, of soul sand from I one place the, to another. I thought the whole idea of soul sand was it slows you down. How, oh, what is soul soil if it doesn't slow you down? Uh, well, I mean, you can still it's just use dirt? it. Uh, yeah, basically. I mean, yeah. Okay. yeah, you can you can you can use it to set like soul fires and shit like that. That's a new thing. There's mm. like blue fires gotcha. that if you yeah, it's cool. Um, uh, the other the last one is the uh, what is it called? <laughs> Basalt Delta, which has two new materials: basalt and blackstone. Uh, what's cool about blackstone is you can use it to make stone tools. So that's actually a material that you can use to make tools in the nether. Um, and so the, m- the more exciting thing, in my opinion, are the new mobs. Uh, the zombie pigmen has been basically replaced with a population mm-hmm. of guys called piglins, which uh, have come in two versions. There's the regular piglins, which I'll talk about, and the zombified piglins, which more or less are the exact same thing as the as the zombie pigmen except they look slightly different but other than that uh-huh. zombie pigmen are just gone completely gone um and oh the 
But the regular piglins are really cool. They're actually like a really advanced AI. So they'll, they're neutral mobs. They'll attack you unless you're wearing gold on you, like have gold armor of any sort. And then they're neutral towards you. And then the only things that piss them off is if you attack them, if you mine gold near them, there's gold in the nether now. Um, or if you open a chest and then they, they get aggroed on you, but they're not like as Wait, hard Wait, if to you shake. open one of their chests or like if you place a Any... chest and open it, they're like, not in yeah. our fucking house. Exactly, yes. <laughs> I mean, I think Jeez, that it's designed right. so that when you like raid their bastions, which is a new structure, and you open their chest, they get pissed at you, but it, it doesn't discriminate. So... My girlfriend did show me one thing, and I mm-hmm. want to ask. This came. This is with the Nether update. She made her own world and took a look at it. She was digging around in a hills biome, and she was digging into the stone, and then found Netherrack in the overworld, yep. and then dug through the Netherrack, and there was like this broken Nether portal, yep. like sanctum in there. Yeah, uh, I haven't now. looked this up at all, but this is like a thing now. There are just oh, bits yeah. of Nether in the overworld. Yeah, they're quite common. They're just like basically broke. They're broken My down. My bad. Portals. I'm clearly just ignorant. <laughs> you basic no, no. bitch. They're quite common. <laughs> yeah, they're basically. This is like this is neat because it's like Not kind dangerous. of the first uh, the first acknowledgement of the Nether that the game has like in game is that you can find these like portals. They're not, they're never complete. Yeah, you finally don't need to go to a wiki to understand that the nether exists. Exactly, right. (laughs) Um, Uh, But getting to what Austin asked about a little while ago, another new mob, the first neutral, or the first uh, totally passive mob in the nether are these guys called striders. Uh, They look kind of weird. They're basically just like a big, weird, ugly looking head with two little piddly legs that go like, and and run around. No, it. it's great because you can put a saddle okay. on them and then you oh, can hold what and similar it's to those, similar in the Mandalorian, to, the, the things that the guy rides on. Nick Nolte. This sounds like some fucking Hieronymus boss shit. Just yeah. wait for it. <laughs> it does. So you can similar to how you control a pig when you put a saddle on it. You have to put like a mm-hmm. um, um, like a carrot on a, a fishing rod, a mushroom on a fishing rod and it'll follow it around. And the striders can walk Whoa. on the lava lake. So <gasps> Yeah. <laughs> so oh. they're fun. Yeah. Oh. So you can basically like use them this. to just like go around the lava lake and yeah, they're fun. Um and they're they're like super slow on land, but on the lava they're relatively fast. So they're not quite like, you know, horses or anything. That you wouldn't really want to ride you, like, them on land. Not, them? not quite like horses, I so. no, I wouldn't think so. Good. Yeah. I think you can farm them, Austin. Um, I haven't like really looked into how breeding would work. I assume that you would just like feed it a one of these new mushrooms, and that would work. But yeah. I, 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 that's just speculation. I, I don't know. Um, how you do it over I there? Yeah, no, I haven't should. gotten into the husbandry part of the, of the update. <laughs> <laughs> the animal husbandry. And, I'll get back uh, to you with my breeding platform. There's <laughs> one more mob, I think, the hoglin which are basically like these big boar looking things that go and like hit you with their tusks. But if you kill them, then you drop pork, they drop pork chops. So the nether now has a source of food as well. That's incredibly sentient, a sentient. Is it like a, is it like a person or is it an animal? I didn't say say an animal can't be sentient as well. I didn't well, I'm just asking, does it, does, it, does it live in a home? Does it cry for help when you hit it? I'm curious as how dark does it is. Does it weep when its children are taken from it? 
I, by yeah. your cruel, bloodthirsty did sword. Did I say the word sentient? I didn't say the word sentient. No, Ryan did. I was taking is. Ryan oh. as not you, Jeff. Gotcha. Yeah, no, it's just a boar, pretty much. Hell boar. <laughs> That's what they all say. Pigs are pretty smart. <laughs> yeah. um, that actually, but, I feel like I should uh, just restart my realm now and dig into the nether update. Yeah, so that's what I'm doing is I've, I'm basically trying to live in the nether because they added one more thing. I mean, they added a bunch of new things, but one more relevant to this line here, of thought thing is a, and this would be useful in the end as well, a respawn anchor that you can uh, make using new materials and you like power it up four times with glowstone and you can set it as your spawn point instead of a bed. So you can, you can't Which put Which is beds, good because, you know, yeah. beds don't beds work explode. in the nether. Yeah, beds explode, explode in the nether and in the end, but these new respawn anchors you can use, I, I think you can use them in the end. I don't see why you wouldn't be I'm able just to gathering that. from Ryan's reactions to this entire story that he has not spent a lot of time in Minecraft. Does not play it's Minecraft. Just, it's been such a long time since <laughs> I've played Minecraft. And like hearing all the, all the random, I think they just introduced the nether when I stopped playing. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I remember that was a when solid minute exploded. ago. It's just like such, it's like such a random like no <laughs> beds cannot exist in the death. Like, <laughs> right. Just Mojang just throwing a chair across the room or whatever. <laughs> right. his People name is. straight up use beds in the Nether to mine to like clear out yeah, blocks that's because smart. they create Jesus, such that's a huge smart. explosion. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, Very so there were some new materials <laughs> added, new biomes, new mobs. Um, there's like a couple new things for the overworld as well, but none of them are as relevant. It just makes like yeah. the Nether a much more like well-rounded place that like something. It's, cause, like, it the sounds nether, like a place that's worth going beyond the novelty yes. of it now. Yeah, exactly. Like the Nether was always kind of a novel concept, but once you spend any time there, it was like kind of boring. Now there's like actually yep. things to do in the Nether aside from like find fortresses, which are by the way much fucking harder to find now that there's all this other stuff, but whatever. Cool. <laughs> all right. Well, Jeff, yeah. thank you so much for that comprehensive uh Nether update. Uh I'm actually probably going to go play that a little later this week. Uh, Austin, you got some stuff. Tell us about uh, your stuff. Yeah, um, uh, just to get this out of the way, uh, nothing new about Elden Ring, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> Forgot about that. Uh, I, I, well, actually, Elden although we did Ring get, complete. um, we did get some news, um, there's going to be, uh, a remake of Demon Souls, which sounds super cool, but it, it, you know, it makes some people, uh, a bit concerned about when Elden Ring is going to come out and what sorts of uh, resources uh, from software is using on uh, Demon Souls and how they're allocating it between the two what different if, projects. You know how Elden Ring is supposed to be like developed in collaboration with George R. R. Martin? Oh, it just never gets finished. Well, uh, what if he's like the <laughs> yeah. only developer on the game? He's just making it by himself and from software is working on Sekiro <laughs> 2 or whatever. I don't and know. They'll that adapt could, that into a TV it. show before he finishes the I game. I mean, that would require that they just lied about his role in the game earlier. <laughs> That's fair. It's uh, <laughs> just given him an Amiga, like in, from the 80s. <laughs> Program, old man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, so that's that's a short little thing. Um, so this month, uh, several things happened. We can talk about Pokemon first because that's yeah. strangely, I think, well, I'm not going to make any judgments about how positive stuff is. Um, but anyway, so first, uh, Pokemon... Um, <laughs> 
Pokemon Sword and Shield got the Isle of Armor update, which is a little bit of story, a bunch of old Pokemon added to the game, one new Pokemon added to get added to the game, some new forms Two. and some areas, stuff to do, new Pokemon moves, and uh, nice little a uh, bunch of nice little perks to make uh, competitive Pokemon team building and stuff easier. Uh, and uh, you know it's. A lot of fun stuff. I like, uh, the, you know, I think the the, uh, the the new Pokemon they added, pretty cool. It seems like you might be kind of fucked up in competitive play for a couple of reasons, but with some of the old stuff that they brought in, uh, I don't think the impact will be too terrible. Um, some of the new moves are super cool. I'm not going to get into all the details here, but I think uh, something I should say is that I found the, uh, the story portion of this update to be extremely disappointing. Yep. <laughs> I mean, oh, and I, the, no. the thing is, when I say extremely disappointing, I wasn't expecting like a good, uh, an excellent piece of art because it's Pokemon yeah. and they're not really so, uh, you know, the, the plot of Pokemon is never going to be a, a subtle exploration of the human soul. <laughs> but yeah, talking you're, about you're, it's you're... animal fighting. What, what, <laughs> you, you say you can't go to a cockfight and find <laughs> the, the base of a human emotion there? <laughs> Love, loss, you can't, and everything You can't feel joy for the first time in your life by pitting your childhood pet <laughs> against your friends? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, but anyway, no, this one, it just, uh, everything, it... The, the main story of this update, it takes, like, an hour if you just, like, if go that, for it instead yeah. of taking a lot of... If, insta- if, you can, if you stop to explore the island and stuff, it can take longer. And there are little, like, side quests and stuff that you can do. But if you just, like, do what the NPCs tell you to, it takes, like, an hour to get if through that, all of it. How or less. Takes, like, probably, like, half an hour, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a good question. How much does it cost? Yeah. If it's uh, like five bucks, sure. If it's like thirty dollars, like the other one, so that's pretty it steep. It is. It is thirty dollars, but fuck off. Yeah. No, wait. But it is. This is you pay thirty dollars for the expansion pass, which comes with this expansion and the one that comes out in the fall, which looks like it's going to have a lot more. A lot more. At least content. new Pokemon. I don't know about new <laughs> smells, stuff. Smells but. like Color Nintendo's been listening unimpressed. to. Yeah, smells like Nintendo's been listening to EA over here. Yeah, and yeah. I was um, I but... was pretty disappointed about it too. In terms of like a, once we saw all the stuff that was coming to the Crown Tundra one, which is what's happening, which is the one that's happening in the fall. I thought that yeah. there was going to be more that we had not seen in trailers yet that came out in uh in the Isle of Armor, but there just kind of wasn't. Uh, which, A, leads me to believe that there won't be anything more than what we have seen in the Crown Tundra later. But yes. it's also just like a weird... <laughs> it's a bad look. Dis- it's like unbalanced because like in, like in terms of the things that I really care about, like, yes, I was disappointed by the story, but like I was more most excited about getting new Pokemon or new forms of Pokemon. And in this, we really only got like the one evolutionary line, which is a new legendary Pokemon. And then... Uh, a regional form of an old Pokemon, right? Which is mm-hmm. fine. They're yeah. they're fine, right? But we already know that we're getting like regional variants of some legendaries in the second one. Two new, like two two new like additions to old legendary groups. A new legendary, uh, another regional form, and we just that's like already double <laughs> what we got in this one. So it feels a little weird and unbalanced. Um, yeah. I hope that sure. the, the that 
you know, having, the a, having a hard time following in. this. Uh, um, basically, it, we're getting a lot this, more this in, the game, new, in the new one mm. than we got in the one we just got. But mm. yeah, even if like, so if you look at how this one was advertised and how uh, playing through the game, it's like, ah, yes, this is exactly what was advertised with almost nothing outside of that realm added, except yeah. for like these little quality of life perks for uh, mm. breeding and training Pokemon and shit. Um, now we're getting into the if, animal if you take that. It, yeah, if you yes. take that same now approach you and attention. you look at the, the update coming in the fall, you're like, even even if this is all they're giving us in the update, it looks like so much more already. Yeah. And it, like, honestly, uh, it does make the Isle of Armor feel pretty rushed because like that there are parts of the island that I'm like, I wish I had a, a reason to go here other than like my own desire to see every part of the island or to find like the Pokemon that go here like. I don't know. They're just like vast areas of empty ocean around the island. And I'm like, what am I supposed to be doing here? Yeah. Find, find your own fun. Damn it. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> so like it, it, it's it's the open world game saying, like, look at how much square mileage we have. And that's the only <laughs> impressive thing about it. So this is not going to mean much. I don't think to, to Ryan or Colin, but Austin, I think one of the things that quote unquote balances out a little bit more um, is I think that in terms of like the new Pokemon that they're adding, they counted the new Gigantamax forms for Venusaur and Blastoise yeah, right. as like new things, which would make me think that we won't be getting any new Gigantamax forms in Crown Tundra, because like the if which you count I'd be up, okay with yeah, I'd be fine with, but like if you count up the number of yeah. new Pokemon that we're getting in Crown Tundra and the number of new Pokemon that we got in Isle of Armor plus the Gigantamax forms, it's the like the exact same. It's like seven or something on both accounts, yeah. which makes me think hmm. like we're not getting any more than we see in the trailers for Crown Tundra, and we're also not getting any new G Max forms, which is like whatever. I I would rather new Pokemon than new G Max forms, but it feels yeah. a little scummy that that I don't know that they counted that. As like new things. Yeah, you're I mean, right. I got. I got no information. Yeah, I was gonna say you're right. Did not appreciate that. <laughs> one bit. Like, you know what? You know what? When I when I sit here listening to like fucking twenty minutes of console talk, I just shut up and listen to it. <laughs> Jeff, you gave us it in. You said we wouldn't appreciate it. We're gonna jump on that shit. Yeah, we're gonna jump all over that shit. You can't I'm give gonna, us I'm it in. Preface. I'm gonna start prefacing. I like. I don't think fucking Colin's gonna get this shit. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> what let's talk about Yu-Gi-Oh. No. <laughs> uh, any case, though. So yeah, that was a, a little bit disappointing on the like just going in to play a game. I'm having a lot of fun with like battling people online when I get the time. But like, yeah. you know, I don't really want to explore the island as much as I feel I should want to. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, that that kind of sucks, though. Yeah, it, you all this open space. Sometimes that's like some of the good parts of like a really good open world game. Is you go to a random place, you're like, there can't be anything here, and then you find that one little cool little side mission. That's what Breath yeah. of the Wild does really well. Yeah, I think Breath of the Wild does that so well. Where you, you walk into a place like they, they didn't plan anything for here, and all of a sudden you turn around and there's something like amazing in the mountain behind you. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, that, that stinks yeah. though. Yeah, I wish there was more uh, yeah, like that but, in Pokemon um, games in general, honestly. But Yes, uh, definitely. But speaking of things that stink and Pokemon games, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> you reminded me, Jeff, that Pokemon oh, right. Unite is a thing that exists um, <laughs> or is going to exist. And uh, so we've got 
a Pokemon MOBA is going to happen. <laughs> Hell it's, yeah. It's going to be, apparently, it, it's... It's it looks by like Tencent. they have like, it, I it it it's like on mobile uh, and on Switch, I which can't just wait makes to me get think abused by an eight year old <laughs> on a mobile game yeah, on right. my phone. Oh no, man, but like, this is gonna be great, guys. No, but I like, can't wait guys, for a thirteen year old boy to call me the c word for dying too quickly. <laughs> but but there's so many things that I find bad about unite if you like one i know they're designing it for the switch which is not like the most excellent uh console graphics wise but the game does not look at all good polished in my humble opinion <laughs> that's because like, it's developed by tencent and while they yes are i'm gonna get to tencent we're gonna games, talk about tencent they but just, i just want to shit just... things out left and right they yeah, only made um, the thing for ten cents. Ah, it's like, the name so of the company. The game, good. Uh, the game good. doesn't look good, and I think there's just like a, a, this really important conceptual problem it, for designing. For e- even if it weren't Pokemon, right? Nintendo, like, or I guess this might just be Game Freak and sh- I don't know the Pokemon, whatever. But Nintendo's complicit. Designing a MOBA, which is primarily Hashtag to be played Nintendo's on the complicit. Switch, right, is a problem. Because one of the letters of in MOBA stands for online. <laughs> and uh, MOBAs require some, like, reaction time and the ability to, like, you know, combo different uh, things that characters can do, like, in, in with teamwork and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And considering how Smash Bros. lags, I am not... Yeah. I'm not really that optimistic about a game that uses the Switch through wi-fi to connect 10 people to yeah. one game <laughs> woof that's a good so, point that's a good yeah point. it's it's just it, i'm i'm not looking forward to it and it just makes me kind of sad uh, and then of course like, there is the fact that 10 cent is in charge of it sorry what were you saying ryan i was gonna say is it planned to be like a free-to-play one or is it going to be a full-priced game the term that nintendo uses is free to the, start which means which is a term that 10 cent oh. has used before <laughs> Oh no! And oh, those uh, poor parents. Yeah, to the effect that you would imagine they would look at their credit card statements. It's just gonna be thousands of dollars gone. But yeah, oh, no, no, you fucking you uh you play the game. You've got a choice from Bulbasaur, Charmander, and Squirtle, and that's it. Everyone else after that, you can uh, pay to use. Yeah, and oh this is like God. a striking departure from like uh, design philosophies in I'm pretty sure every fucking other MOBA I've seen, except for maybe like Overwatch, where you do have to buy the game to play it. But like all the other ones are like you can spend money, you don't have to. But if they're saying pay like to like free to start, it does make it the does first lend itself. Time that yeah. Nintendo used the term free to start was with Super Mario Run on iOS, which was a Mario game on iOS, and when you get it, it's free to download. And then you beat the first world, and you're like, that's fun, and it's like, cool. Now pay us $10 to get the rest of the game. Which, like, $10 <laughs> yeah. is not a lot for a Mario game. $10 like, is a lot for an iOS app. So, like, yeah. Nintendo has never nailed the communication around like, these things. They don't how, get it. How, what small fraction of the game has to actually be given to you to legally keep them from saying the words free to play, which is the vaguest thing, you know? Like, we all know that yeah, free to pay sounds better, better than free to start, right? So if it's really That's the that thing is, they could say the game, free to play for these yeah. games, but You'd they think don't. That. They just 
they don't they don't say it i don't get it anyway well i, I mean curious. so i imagine that some people are concerned about people saying well the game's free to play but it's uh, pay to win or whatever but that's also just not the case with the vast majority <laughs> it's free of mmos to start, but pay to win <laughs> like it's it's you can say that to any so i'm yeah. curious I'm curious because my biggest complaint about free to play games or like free to start games is that when you look at the entirety of their content and w- like how much you can pay for it. So like if I were like, yeah. what was it? League of Legends is free. But if I wanted to buy every single character, I would be I probably mean, spending thousands of dollars. I mean, you could um, you could also at least in League of Legends, you could spend time to earn those characters yeah. without paying money. Right. Wade but if you wanted to get all just... of the cosmetics, you would definitely be going into the thousands pretty quickly. Yeah. So my curiosity, because there's just so many Pokemon, and now they have different versions of Pokemon, and then they uh, have the evolutions, mm-hmm. I, and they I have would... you know, well, so uh, trinkets and stuff. Yeah, something about um, Pokemon Unite is that, so at least the way that it looks, they have a pretty limited roster to yeah, start. I, would, I imagine I they'll imagine continue to develop more Pokemon for you to play as, but it's like over the course of the game, you start out as the first stage evolution of each Pokemon and like throughout the game, you get experience and evolve. So like you don't have to buy oh, them okay. all individually, but I imagine that this game, because it says, because it's, you know, free to start, you're going to have to buy Pokemon for money. There's no, go- there won't be a way to earn them. I imagine this is mere speculation, but like they did say pay to like free to start, um, not free yeah. to play overall. I'm I- also like, if they're real, if they're real dirt bags, they'll do a certain number of plays a day. Like, you know, yeah, this is another thing I'm concerned candy about. Candy Crush uh, timer. Oh, and this know, is uh, on top today. of the fact that like Tencent, as far as their company structure goes, like we know they've, they've made, they've made sort of bad, pay to play type games even like pay to continue playing for uh for fun stuff um but like their company structure is really it seems to be more like a a a large like gaming is a very small part of what tencent does with money Mm -hmm. and it seems more like they're concerned with uh running a, a large conglomerate of various uh you know financial mechanisms rather than a gaming company per se that and uh, they've they've come under fire a lot in the past couple years for like uh fraudulent practices in the gaming parts of stuff and outside of it with regards to like you know falsifying profits and stuff and in having uh it was said that one of their games uh what the software on it was so invasive to the uh the computers that it was on or the phones that it was on i don't fucking recall that like it was it like essentially malware type stuff because it wanted (laughs) like it was just invasively uh deciding how to put ads in the game for users was that the one that was it was bitcoin mining on people's computers when they had Uh, a game open i don't think that was tencent um, okay, but that could have been. Let me take a look. This was a cooking mama right. thing that you're talking may have about, been right? It. They figured out that it was a that they were Bitcoin mining <laughs> off of people's switches. That's why. Yeah. That's, why that's why cooking mama no, was that so one... awful to run. Yeah, yeah it was cooking mama cook star. Uh, that one wasn't made by Tencent. That one was. That one was made by. No, that was first Bitcoin. playable. Okay, yeah, I was going to say, because I found out about that. And, like, people are like, I burned my hand on my Switch. What's going on? This is a 2D game. you didn't put it down. You kept playing Cooking Mama. (laughs) Yeah, but actually, that that was not Tencent, for the record. That was first playable. But, like, it is weird that Nintendo is, uh, I mean, is it weird? They're a business. Um, I mean, they like money. I like money. Yeah, they all do. (laughs) But fucking... 
So with that very upsetting note on all things Pokemon, <laughs> we're going to kick it over to Ryan. Oh, uh, wait, wait. Uh, Sorry, I do have one more thing that is of some interest because I know no one else is going to cover well, uh, the we'll behavior of Wizards of the Coast. Well, determine how interesting it actually is, sir. Oh, Go on. I mean, I would love to hear about Wizards of the Coast. I love mocking them. Are you talking about the update, the sense of the sensitivity update? Uh, yeah, yes. That's yeah. what I'm going to talk about. Um, and then I'm going to make some comments about other things that they've done over the past. This is more of an opinion piece. Um, (laughs) so Wizards of the Coast recently, uh, announced, well, they've done a couple things in the past month, actually, with regards to, like, uh, projecting a particular kind of ethical image. Um, Yeah, a more moral image, I think, yeah. Yeah, so, um, uh, over the past month, they have, uh, one, uh, Magic the Gathering has, uh, taken certain cards out of uh, out of gatherer the, its online database of cards and n- these cards are now banned from play not because they're overpowered or anything like most games but because like um some the cards are just fucking racist like there's this one card <laughs> called invoke prejudice which depicts uh clan members and which was it was the art on it was done by a man who is literally a neo nazi like if you go to his art website you can find a picture of uh I didn't know like, it was that. Hitler <laughs> as Christ. I am going to look that card up because that is wild. Yeah, what? and also Wait, actually, this has been a thing for years that in, like in, for Invoke setting? Prejudice in particular, it's um, it's Gatherer number the like the its identification number within Gatherer was 1488, and that's been a problem for fucking years that they never did anything about. But now they're taking it oh, out, like um, that. and they're taking out a bunch of other cards that have similar issues, though I don't think that they are as like blatant. Um, and I don't know, a bunch of nerds are angry about it. And it seems like, okay, cool. Nice thing to do, I guess. But like for all of their uh, representation stuff that they've been trying to improve in the recent, uh, in recent times, uh, they still haven't really had, uh, success quote unquote at like hiring and retaining employees, uh, who aren't white dudes generally. Um, so like it, it's symbol like the symbolic stuff is nice, but it does seem still just symbolic. Similarly, uh, w- Wizards of the Coast is releasing a new edition of I think uh, just the player's handbook, maybe the other source uh, materials as well. They're changing uh, all of the official uh, materials concerning like uh, certain descriptions of in-game races and mm. uh, alignment um, limitations based on race. Yeah, they're no yeah. longer so, forcing players to be racist. They're just going to let them choose to do that yeah. on their own. I, I can, I can talk a little bit to that. Yeah. And uh, judging from the fucking comment yeah. sections, a lot of players will continue to choose to be racist. I yeah, guess so it, for they fantasy. Are, <laughs> they are, they are changing. They are changing the way. So instead of having, I think the system that they have announced that they're going to move to is instead of like, Oh, uh, orc is real strong and also has some constitution. You'll be able to, uh, a la carte pick, which like oh I want a smart orc like there shouldn't be anything that's stopping from picking a Hold smart up. orc. Okay, I I get the alignment thing right, but in D and D the different races literally are different species. I feel like the like the uh, yeah, but it's speciation it, it, is weird, and they can all interbreed. So if we're doing like yeah, a yeah. the the, the idea is they're tr- they're trying to strip inherent morality out of no the yeah races. that I absolutely understand. 
But saying that, like... Well, the, the morality's already been more somewhat stripped. I yeah. mean, it, it's getting stripped. But when they're talking about, like, you get to kind of pick and choose the alignment... Or not the alignment, but the, the like the attributes, like the stat. There's all, like stuff. when you really think about the standard distribution of like an actual race, like yeah. it, you can have anything and everything. Like there are humans there. There, if you look at the dude that played the mountain, super strong. But in that same in that same pool is somebody like me who can't lift boxes without getting his back hurt. So like, <laughs> <laughs> like it, it, there's such a yeah, big distribution, fair. and like it, it seems pedantic to be like, and it, it used to be they've changed this recently that orcs had to have an intelligence uh, penalty yeah. they had to have minus two but that doesn't yeah, make but, sense They're, like in my well, i mean and there was always a place for it where you could do it in like in my world orcs don't have that or in my world orcs can have pluses to anything but if wizards of the coast doesn't put out a document that says hey this is how it works this is rules as written like, people are just going to go with it because they're going to go with, with the easy rules unless they're forced to make a change. Yeah, and, and it encourages a particular kind of thinking. I, yeah. I, I get the argument it, behind it. It's just a little bit... I think the stat boost thing is a little bit weird, right? Because, like, that's kind of, like, what makes picking a different race, like, you know, appealing in some well, senses. There's, there's always... Like, I think what the focus should be on is the abilities. So, like, yeah. oh, like, a furball can turn invisible for a round, and it can, like, talk yeah, to animals. Uh, a human can get a feat. Uh, an elf is, like, really good with certain weapons or, you know, has, like, certain inherent magic. I think those make for a better thematic experience yeah. of being like oh well my my orc has plus two to that's his strength f that's fair um, i just i wouldn't the, want them yeah. to to change it so that the difference between the races is basically cosmetic you know what i mean because no, like yeah yeah Although, I think, like I as think long as there's still skyrim <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean i think there is something to be said for uh making uh character building and design less linear because yeah. i i don't think I, I don't sometimes I want to flavor a character differently if I but like I still want them to be effective and stuff. Yeah, mm. that's fair. I've I've always been a big proponent of my table where if there is anything that you want, say you have a certain vision, like I want to be in like because just the way the rules are written currently is like I want to have an orc character, but I really want it to have the stats of an elf. I'd be like, yeah. You can have you can have your dessert needed too as long as you're going as long as you're not getting all the benefits like you're getting all the stat boosts of both yeah like yeah, you yeah. can have the reskinned uh, elf you can have the reskinned furbolg like that doesn't affect me any like do whatever you want um, and I think that's something that needs to be more set in stone because like it doesn't really matter we're all, it's it's fantasy and if 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 it, and when it really comes down to it if it's making people uncomfortable like why not why not make it different you yeah, can always no, have the choose to do it the, you can always have the choice to do it the old way why not just make people feel comfortable yeah this is an apple pushing um, an update that there's no recourse for and no option to change yeah. like this is full customizability fucking don't even get me started yeah you can do whatever you want the books are still going to exist they're still going to have the versions of the books like uh, it doesn't bother me none yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, and also i think that it is this is like another thing that's like seems it's nice but it's another mm -hmm. just like symbolic gesture and I'm yeah. not it's playing yeah. it's painting black lives matter on the street and then making no policy changes yeah yeah so I it, I can we can move into my portion and I'll Please. even dovetail into that so as part <laughs> of that I was going to talk about this at the end so they've gone back and they have and this is some people are viewing it as a bigger gesture than I really think it is they've gone back into curse of Strahd and they've gone back into tomb of annihilation on the digital versions and they mm, have changed yeah. a lot of the coding and the text around certain 
people. So in the Curse of Strahd, there is a a Romani archetype, and the Romani would be a uh, you know quote unquote gypsy, which is probably I think is an offensive term, but they're the Vishtani, and they have a ton of issues and this was a book made not too long ago and they basically paint all romani people as drunk cursed um thieves and pretty much every single prefix for something vishtani is oh drunken so they went through and they removed a lot of that um (laughs) oh you're gonna say something austin oh no i was like and uh you know that's that doesn't seem so much like writing just as lifting and moving yeah. stereotypes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so they've at least they've at least gone through and taken away some of that stuff. There are still some problematic things. A lot of the Vishtani have something called the evil eye because you know gypsies from old movies, they have the evil eye. So there's still some problematic stuff in there. They did even less in Tomb of, Nihil- Tomb of Annihilation, which I'm actually playing through right now, and I try to avoid some of the weird stuff they say, like anything <laughs> and everything in a land of, of, of in a land of relative like of people, like they have cities and stuff. They're like uncivilized or exotic or barbaric and all these other things. And it, it, no it's, wizards, it's okay. I won't be your racist yeah. puppet. It's okay if you were to frame it in a way like oh certain people see them as this but in fact they have a rich vibrant culture and they are civilized but it's more or less well these barbaric people in their in their weird city and then like it's not quite that bad i'm i'm overdoing a little bit but they 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 they're trying i think maybe they're approaching bare minimum there is still a lot of problematic stuff I had heard when actually I, that they were using, uh, they had in enl- or they had pledged to uh, enlist a particular Romani consultant for the Vishtani stuff. That would stuff. be good. I'm not good. sure if that's actually happened, but if, I if, uh, if that's if that's happening, that would make me very happy. And I wish I wish they would have honestly, in all honesty. I'm just there, imagining there should be some. They need they need more people of color to talk about different cultures. Because when you look at yeah. things like a Tomb of Annihilation, it is just a mishmash of Egyptian, uh, Middle Eastern, North African, South African. All these cultures are just kind of mixed together whatever way seems interesting or fun, yeah. which to me as a white man with no connection to those cultures, it blows it like it it blows past me. I don't notice all those things. But if I was a person from one of those cultures, I'd be like, "Hey, this is not yeah. cool." And, <laughs> and mixing mixing things for a fantasy world is not inherently problematic. But when they're very clear to delineate yeah. between the white European cultural styles and yes. not delineate between anything else, clearly the intentions are not coming from the right place. Yeah. So I think I think it's a start. I think they definitely need to get more people of culture. I think they need to get uh, and even if they can't hire them, they need to get consultants consultants that are willing yes. to go through the stuff um, and okay. read it. Yeah, also sorry. I just wanted to qualify my earlier statement. This was I think it was from me reading a Polygon article like a week mm-hmm. ago. Um and in the article it says uh uh, the company has revised the adventure Curse of Strahd, blah, blah, blah. Um, in addition, the publisher said two future books will be written with a Romani consultant so as to characterize the Vistani in a way that doesn't rely on reductive tropes. So not yeah, like yet, but a, a promise. We'll and see. That, makes me, that makes me happy because in all honesty, as, as problematic as Ravenloft is as a setting in the way that it was built in the 90s, it is probably the most vibrant, cool setting for homebrew and third-party content right now. 
And it is, and there there are some really cool people making really cool stuff, basically in direct, like direct, like fuck you to Wizards of the Coast. Like I'm gonna make <laughs> so much cool shit. There's a there's a guy I follow on Twitter. He goes by Ch I think it's Chegg. Um, I, I can't remember his name, but super cool guy. But he makes some outrageous stuff for Ravenloft, and it's all the, the just the highest quality stuff. Huh. And uh, it's um. It, it, like they're missing out and i think if they don't if they don't get on the right ship at the right time as wizard of the coast the company they're going to end up alienating a ton of people in a time where it's very easy to alienate people and they should be alienated if you're not paying attention to them and mm -hmm. they're just going to leave and they're going to go to the next thing they're apple right now but they could very easily be microsoft phone tomorrow if <laughs> they're not if they're not careful like hey guys listen live tiles are a really cool interface design but your app support sucks shit so get out of here <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um so uh, that that's my spiel on the wizards of the coast stuff i've been i've been reading into that yeah. stuff a lot recently oh, um yeah. the, the other wizards of the coast news there is going to be a new book coming out icewind dale um which uh, is going to be somewhat connected to the game that is coming out Oh, right. uh, yeah. uh, it relatively soon and of course it's going to be connected to the Icewind Dale trilogy of Dritzt fame um, so that'll be cool it looks interesting the artwork looks really nice there seems like there's going to be some cool stuff in there there is a particular art piece of artwork where it's three kobolds and a big coat that looks very <laughs> cute and very hilarious um, they haven't released a ton of information it's going to follow I'm blanking on the, uh, the it's like a what is it called? It's called it's actually called Rhyme of the Frost Maiden, and uh, the Frost Maiden is supposed to be like a semi deity type of thing, a very powerful witch I think that is basically a deity that kind of controls stuff up in the north and is worshipped kind of like a god. It'll be super cool. I think it'll be interesting. They had this will be like their first like Arctic kind of adventure, so that'll be neat. That used to be a really big trope in the in the older books. They'd have Arctic adventures. Um, I'm excited for it, and I think it'll maybe have some interesting tie-ins for like witchcraft and magic, and maybe even tie into some other stuff. There was also a, a picture, a piece of artwork that was revealed. I think it was some kind of like lizard type of creature, but it had a very kind of technology, like actual technology-looking telescope that was in there. So people are thinking it might tie into Spelljammer a little bit. Oh, um, oh, you didn't. So there's that. a lot of there's some tendrils everywhere. Um, hopefully it. Uh, Hopefully yeah, I mean, I think people have been tissue. thinking about Spelljammer considering some of the Unearthed Arcana subclasses they've uh, yeah. been releasing. So that would be exciting. I would really like that. It's such a cool setting. Um, and uh, the final the final thing I have, and it's 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 a little bite-sized note. Uh, un, uh, I've been following it. Cyberpunk 2077 has been delayed again. Uh, <laughs> it was supposed to come out September 17, 2020. It got delayed to November... Uh, 19th 2020 so it was about a two month delay which kind of confusing um and they're they're saying that it's mostly due to polish and there's some balance issues and they just want to release the game that everybody's gonna like which i'm not i have some doubts about it's probably covid related and they don't want to say it's covid related i have doubts yeah. just because at this point in time it don't like with digital sales and everything else day one patches are really common yeah. So if it really yeah. was just about balancing and squeaking things through, uh, they're not really constricted to the same timeline that a company like 10 years ago would. Like, you yeah. have to have a finished game at launch. You can you can add some updates, maybe, but you have to be able to play off the game that's sold. True, but they're also fighting eight years of expectations. Um, 
and, and it's not going to get any better when you true. delay it, though. And I mean, like, to, <laughs> well, it's just going to get worse. To your credit, Ryan, like Ori and the Will of the Wisps came out earlier this year. That game had mm-hmm. like a, f- a five-year ramp. It got delayed like a billion times, and when it dropped, it still had performance issues. But all the reviews were super generous. Like, we're getting a patch. We're going to hold off on our reviews until we get this. So I think you're right. Like. We're at a point where people want the game so much, and the the people who've tried it have such like glowing things to say about it that I feel like yeah, if they did have a few issues at launch, I don't think that that would be quite as turbulent as even two years mm-hmm. ago if they released it. So. Yeah, but I, so, I can also understand yeah. like I, I wouldn't blame them for. Uh, I don't think they're technically lying if they say that they're. Uh, you know, trying to yeah, fix some small balance issues and yeah. stuff because that is seems like the sort of stuff that they should have been like working on under normal condi- like conditions, f- fixing yeah. in the past couple months. But I imagine things have slowed down a little bit, uh, some speed bumps, mm-hmm. and like COVID related or not, I can understand uh, uh, corporations not wanting to admit that certain things yeah. is are COVID related. Though I can yeah. also... Uh, Shareholders th- and Supposedly, all. The, uh, there's a lot more interconnectivity in terms of how your character creation and character choices actually influence world events and dialogue. It seems to let that Cyberpunk 77 is going to have a lot more rich connections in that regard so i can imagine that it's it's the kind of game where like you go to fix one thing and eight million other things get knocked out of place <laughs> um yeah so like uh, yeah i i think all of the above that uh, kind of makes sense i'm bummed that it's delayed but uh, i'm still excited yeah, to I play was, it i'm so excited for it i i just want to know I, I want them to announce when <laughs> cyberpunk read the tabletop adaptation that's going with it is I, I'm wondering when that yeah. version is going to come out, and they haven't announced it, and I think they're waiting for the game for 77, but I have no idea, and I just want them both. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think... I, I appreciate just knowing uh, when it's coming out, that it's being delayed, and things about the game in general, you know? Yeah. Mm. Not like some other games that we're waiting for, mostly me, I guess. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> George R. R. Mightness, type, type it away. Yeah, on that Amiga. Uh, yeah, I uh, yeah, I'm I'm still really pumped for it. I think it's going to be a fun game. I'm just hoping uh, that it, I mean, cause I don't have a ton of expectations for it. I it, it, honestly, it's in a cyberpunk world, and I get to shoot people and then stab people in the face. I'm gold. Like if it's got if it's got half the fun of Witcher Three and it's cyberpunk, call me. Call me in. I'll, I'll buy it full price. I don't care. Fair enough. Um, Fair yeah. enough. All right. Well, but yeah. Let's talk. Let's talk about Wizards of the Coast politics some more, guys. I'm down. So for we're it. gonna go into the rating <laughs> section. <laughs> Here at the end of the show, we talk about uh, what we think was the most important or impactful story, the hottest headline uh, of the things that we just discussed. So of all the many, many things we discussed in this episode, if you guys had to pick the one story that is the most important to pay attention to, what do you think that would be? Let's come to a journalistic consensus. Um, hmm. So, I mean, the thing that's I'm just trying to remember life, everything we talked about. Yeah, the thing that impacts my life the most. The Nether is, update for me. That's the most <laughs> hard, hard cutting journalism. Five biomes, pork chops, Nether rock, no, the Nether soil. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, we had the Nether Sorry. update. We had Star Wars, Rogue, 
no, Star Wars Squadrons, the Wizards things, uh, the PS5's elegant design, the, um, the Cyberpunk, the real Pokemon, Pokemon stuff, Pokemon, and the Pokemon MOBA stuff, real Pokemon, yeah. fake Pokemon, um, two packs. Wait, we can't list off all this stuff because we decide to cut anything out. We're fucked. <laughs> can't list I can, that I anything. can cut you things can out, cut of out, out of the list too, Ryan. Uh, I have absolute <laughs> power. So, um, I, I mean, I think PS5 was the biggest story, but I think part of it was just inflated by people debating the aesthetic of it and ultimately yeah. that conversation leading to nothing of substance. So I, th yeah, I think I, I, I think until we get a price and until they get their Miles Morales messaging straight, I think I want to put that one on the back burner. Um, yeah, and I don't know. I was thinking maybe like the Wizards, like, uh, you know, political correctness stuff, but... I, I agree that it's a little bit of a, you know, more of a symbolic gesture than an actual, like, you know, the company yeah. making changes. So I'm kind of hesitant yeah, like we, to, we need to a, push we need that a, forward a bit, a bit more. Um, oh, boy, we're getting dangerously close to the nether update here. Um, <laughs> I'm just it's the thing that's well, impacted um, my life the most. For sure. Yeah, yeah. For me, I think uh, if I had to pick one story that I thought that was kind of the most interesting, it would have been it would have been the Wizards of the Coast kind of yeah uh, the the racial update stuff. I mean, I, I live, breathe, and eat Dungeons and Dragons at this point, and it's becoming an issue. And it's <laughs> as disappointing as this first step is, it is at least a first step. Yeah, like it's one of those things yeah, that man. I I, I want to see. I'm glad it. they I took the see KKK out of magic, but. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I desperately hope, and I mean, it's an issue all across tabletop RPGs. When you look at Critical Role, it's basically an all-white cast. They have yeah. some people of color behind the screens. And when you look at a lot of, like, the big players in the scene and a lot of the developers, it's a lot of white people. And it's not because there's a lack of talent. It's just because it's based in, you know, it started, it's just, it's just racist policies. You know, they're not hiring people of color for whatever reason. And if they had done this 10 years ago, we wouldn't be talking about it now, and it wouldn't be yeah. such an issue. Yeah, and, and it's I, like it's, you know, it's more I, than like enshrined policy. There's workplace culture that's like it yeah. pushes people well, out who could offer yeah. different perspectives on stuff. Well, I mean, and if you look changes. at Critical Role in particular, these things are holdovers from larger, you know, societal issues. Which is these oh, pe yeah, yeah. these people are groups of friends, so they come together to do a thing. But they are groups yeah, of friends right. because their circumstances have like put them in close proximity together, and that has so yeah. many other things going on yeah. about it. Voice actors in yeah. LA who'd think they're mostly white. <laughs> you know, like it, I think either there are some. I don't. I think, think there's a lot of issues in the in, in the in the kind of atmosphere in general that have to be rectified. Yeah. Yeah. People just have I to mean, try harder. Yeah. I don't think, I think that we can really yeah, say right, much yeah. about Critical Role as like a as like a podcast either because uh, here oh, we yeah. are. No. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm comfortable uh, saying stuff just because like we're just some fuckos. Yeah. yeah. We have no influence yet. This is gonna come back. You're to not criticizing <laughs> myself as well. I think I think we could do way better, even on our own podcast. There's things that we could do better. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I'm I'm not so, saying we shouldn't be criticizing Critical Role. I'm just saying that like you okay, know, it doesn't it doesn't <laughs> stop there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. I I, I kind of don't want to give Wizards the top thing just because it is a thing that I want to see develop I think it is an interesting yeah. first step uh, I think that it would be my top story if it was something that I think 
became substantive, became a broader dialogue. And I think we're just in the infancy of that. This is, this is you know, like like Jeff's Unicron story, something I want to see unfold <laughs> in future in future conversations. And it might climb to the top. Uh, yeah, so wait, can I, uh, I mean, I know this isn't really, uh, not really a feel-good story, mm-hmm. but uh, I imagine that the ramifications of Pokemoba are... <laughs> gonna exist. I don't even think there's gonna be a lot of ramifications because this is well-trodden territory for MOBAs and for Nintendo just fucking it up. I think it's interesting. (laughs) I think it's a novelty. But that, I mean, like, that again, that's just my opinion. This is gonna be majority You never know, like, I think, what was it, loot crates make a big splash. Yeah, like, it could be extremely predatory and it's definitely, Um, like, aimed at young children foremost. So... It, I mean, it, if you think about it, what what game do most people with, you know, children have in their home? It's going to be a Pokemon game. It's going to be something Nintendo. And then you give them a thing. We're like, hey, you know, grab your parents' credit card. Just put in the details. Tell them you need to buy one. Come thing, on, kid. Everyone's doing it. Just, it. Yeah. <laughs> Drain your piggy banks, kids. Let's do it. Like, I think I think there's a chance there that it can pick up a lot of steam, especially now when everybody's inside trying to avoid contact. They're going to be on their they're going to be on their switches and they're just going to be draining their bank accounts. So, OK, so it seems like we're mostly down to either Pokemoba or Wizards as the things that are the biggest. If we had to go between the four of us and choose. I mean, I would I would think the wizard stuff personally. Um, yeah. Again, yeah. Like I agree. It's. I mean, it, for the same reason. Like, it, yeah. It's. It's closer to being a feel-good story, but it's also not a feel-good story because of the, you know, lack yeah. of. I think other I might put my weight behind it too, despite my comments yeah. before. Like, even though I don't think it's developed to the point it needs to be, I think it is something that still needs attention. So, uh, yeah, even though yeah. we talked for like an hour and a half, apparently none of these things were super compelling. So, <laughs> <laughs> we are not even in interested in hey, our podcast um, all we said was that a lot happened in june that's true Not that's that it was all that's a very great. good point well, I mean, we, missed, we left out big stuff we left out all the white actors finally stepping down from their uh from their vocal roles as as black cartoon characters uh yeah, jenny yeah. slate oh, Kristen that. bell and henry uh mike henry yeah. stuff like that there was there I, a lot of stuff I, that we missed i i have mixed feelings about that one not, like it's great that they're stepping down and leaving a space open for people of color but i do think it's one of those weird distraction things that people are going to get really upset about mm-hmm. and yeah. then the real issues like i saw something on twitter earlier where it was like hey are you going to reform like police and politics hey we we fired a bunch of not white <laughs> actors for roles it's like okay well but what about the police oh we're gonna add some stuff into D to take out like some <laughs> words it's like all right but about the police and it's like yeah. what there's no pleasing you <laughs> <laughs> but guys oh paw patrol got canceled so everything's fine now that okay was, but yeah. on the other hand i I'm kind of glad that Paw Patrol got canceled. Like, eh. I know that's not the, the thing that I really canceled. care about in this whole situation, but like, yeah. in in my little heart of hearts, fuck Paw Patrol. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Too bad Wait, that can't be the title on iTunes. I've never seen it, so I can't. I don't know. Why, yeah. But I've got to know why fuck Paw Patrol. Is it for the reason that it was canceled, or just in general? <laughs> Um, I don't know if it was precisely the reason that it was canceled, but like, you know, I know like people think that it's ridiculous, but the the media that we watch as young children like influences the way that yeah. we conceive of very important structures in the world. Yeah. That's why they and canceled if it. You think uh, okay. that the fucking police get to have authority over everyone else in society, and you're going to portray like 
all other public servants and stuff as bumbling idiots who need to be saved by a police dog telling people what to do with their various uh, vehicles. Like, doesn't seem great. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> well, okay, Solid. so so to rein it in for the for the hottest headline here, our top story of June. <laughs> Uh, it sounds like I mean, we're all I kind of leaning towards wizards. I'm good. I like. Yeah. I like magic. All right. So I think the I think the dungeons. developing uh, shift in wizards' attitude toward uh, people of different colors and cultures is going to be our top story for June. And uh, I personally look forward to seeing this develop. And if it doesn't develop, uh, fuck the that. Next, talk them. So the next possible <laughs> development is people. It's building steam. And I actually own this book physically. There is a first edition Advanced Dungeons and Dragons book that is still available on D&D Beyond and some other stuff. It's called Oriental Adventures. It is probably one of the most succinct, (laughs) racist, and vilest fucking books that I own. So they have made Asian subtypes. One of. So I actually own North Korean propaganda. So they, uh, they, <laughs> they, they, uh, they all, all of, all of, all of the, all of the regular stuff. There's like some Asian-centric dwarves. You want to know the most defining characteristic of an Asian dwarf? Fu Manchu. Uh, Eyes. Uh, basically, uh, this is starting to sound like some early Tolkien world-building no, shit here. And then, and then very pronounced front teeth. So oh basically, you can Andy Rooney. Uh, like Andy Rooney from like the '60s. That's like, hey, we'll make him into a hobbit. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. so bad. Yeah, it's, that sounds yeah. very bad. <laughs> what? All the right. Fuck? Uh, so that's gonna wrap it up uh, for this month's episode. We'll be back in two weeks with a regular old episode of Common Geeking Program Book Club, led by Jeff. Um, we're toying with the idea of doing a Last of Us <laughs> Two episode, but we just need to find enough people who have played Last of Us Two in our friend ranks. So or, yeah, stay I tuned. Mean, it- I have a PS4, so I could play it. And I've, I've wanted to play it. I love the first one. I just kind of stuck out of this one just because I'm trying not to buy any more video games right now. That's fair. I'm just, like, I have so many games I haven't played. Uh, but uh, other than that, you'll get another uh, briefing program at the beginning of August recapping July. Uh, and they're going to be talking about Halo Infinite, so I'm going to be talking about Halo Infinite. Um, beyond that, I I'm guess I'm going to be talking just... about Transformers Netflix series. Yeah, that's very true. So I guess you know what to expect in a month. Uh, I have been Colin Ketchin. You can find me online at Sonic Colin K on a lot of platforms. Uh, ComicGeekingProgram.com. You can find this show and two others that we do. How you doing? Which I do with my friend Laura. Again, we'll see what the baby situation does to the Tell me. You get that baby in line. <laughs> get that baby out of there. We got a podcast. Uh, and then uh, uh, Ryan and I are part of another show called Dice Populi, uh, where we are also uh, an all-white male D&D show. Just kind of happened that way. We'll see what we can do in the future. Um, it's 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 privilege made for. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, on that t- another self plug. We just released the soundtrack for Ryan's Adventure. That's on Apple Music and Spotify and Bandcamp and like every other online music store. So Dice Populi soundtrack. If you search for that or go to the website, it's a thing you can get for free. Or if you stream it, you can stream it. It's fun. But that's me. Who are you guys? And do you want people to find you? I have been Jeff Levitt. Uh, I've got an Instagram. It is things I wish existed, and there's a dot between each word. Man, I've not posted on that one in a minute, but uh, it still exists <laughs> no. for sure. No, I definitely haven't. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's me. Austin? Uh, yeah, I mean, I have social media. It's not particularly interesting. Uh, 
I, I don't feel a need. If you decide that you need to find me, y- you can do the sleuth thing. You posted pictures I of might make a website or something at out. some point for professional purposes, but like not happening yet. <laughs> I'm not diving into Twitter. That seems like masochistic. Oh, it is. <laughs> <laughs> and then lastly. Oh, it's me, Ryan Mossbarger. Uh, you can find me at Ryan underscore M-O-S-S-B on Twitter. I also run the Dice Populi Twitter, so if you shout at me there, I'll probably respond. Um, I, I occasionally am on this podcast, but I am more frequently on the Dice Populi podcast. Uh, and if you really want to find me, you can uh, just uh, you t- drink a half cup of milk, a half cup of olive juice, and then put a fired bullet in your mouth, and I will come to you in your dreams. <laughs> Uh, and give you a wet willy, and you can ask me one question. Before, Before or after, after the wet, wet willy? willy. <laughs> <laughs> that, that depends. That depends. It depends on me that day. Uh, okay. He can. All right. Can, well, we can have... ask him one question, but it has to be: Are you going to give me a wet willy? And the answer is always <laughs> a wet willy. <laughs> I have very strict rules in this. This uh, Freddy Krueger like contract I have with reality. All right, we have taken uh, up enough of your time. If you has let us, uh, we will talk to you uh, in two weeks. This episode of the Common Briefing Program is hosted by me, Colin, and I've been joined by Jeff, Ryan, and Austin. Uh, the podcast is sponsored by somebody uploading their file too late for the original episode release date. We won't name names, but it's one of the Ryans. The podcast is created and produced by Colin Ketchin and Jeff Levitt, with this episode edited uh, by me, Colin, with original music also by me. Because this episode is a week late, uh, you can expect a new Common Geeking program, I believe about a week from now, and following that, we'll be back on track. So thank you for staying tight, staying tuned, and we hope to talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to this. That's not PM. Here's, a, here's yeah, what I know. my cousin like, looks oh, like, I, in case anyone uh, was wondering. Kind of looks like Ryan, doesn't he? I think so. I think you're just saying Are that you... all kind of pudgy white guys look the same, and I'm not here for it. <laughs> not here for that blatant racism. Hey, he's got glasses, too. <laughs> yeah, he looks not more very, like small He's not a, very, not a very that. small guy. <laughs> 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 I wish I had the full I wish I had the full well, let me get on my phone I could really start adding some shit to this chat this is going to be a productive Great. conversation but let's dive in <laughs>